It is time for the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network as well as ISCSportsNetwork.com in the free ISC Sports Network app. Go download it today. This episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. The Dam is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitou that focuses on freshness and quality. The Dam Smoke is here. They have ribs. It will be featured on weekends and featured barbecues, steak. In addition, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of to today. Of to today. You read the rest of it. I can't talk anymore. Um... Right, right in the uh, middle there. <laughs> including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews in domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Mansell in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether by boat or by wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be. Located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. And that was a heck of an opening, J-Man. awful. Throw it to me. I'm I am even, embarrassed. Wasn't really prepared. Wasn't sure where you were in the read, but we got through it. I stank. It's a Monday. Give it to me. Whatever, whatever you want to use as your excuse. Did you see that Madison Bumgarner, under an alias Mason Saunders, won twenty five thousand dollars at a like rodeo? Did not see that. He's been like doing something at a rodeo in his home state of North Carolina, um, and under the name of Mason Saunders, changed his name just for that. And won twenty five grand. And the D-backs uh, general manager said today, I was not aware he was doing any of that. Do you know? Do you remember he was on the D-backs? Nope. <laughs> Couldn't name a diving back player. Madison Bumgar. Now I can, I guess, yeah. Time for birdie bogey? Sure. It's brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC. Fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram and check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Get your radishes. Switched it up today. Switched it up this week. You're just throwing everybody off this week. With the <laughs> I'm openings. throwing myself off. I'm already, I already hate myself for how this started. All right. So, question is, Zion Williamson has scored 20-plus points in eight straight games. Only one other player has gone more than eight consecutive games with 20-plus points as a teenager. So only one other player as a teenager has gone for more than eight straight games of 20-plus points. Okay. I got a couple good guesses. That's the problem, though. So there's about three or four guys. Do you want a clue? Later. Later, right. if, I, if I'm really thinking I need it. I'll That's fair. It. But uh, it's nice of you to uh, give me an option. Just trying to help. Having a clue. So, all right. Let's see here. I'm trying to share this on our social pages but in the meantime i'm going to read some uh, on this day sports events that have happened on february 24th throughout the history of time i'd like to wish a very happy 81st birthday to my grandmother yes who i'm sure is not watching but happy hey, birthday grandma maybe she is maybe she is so happy birthday josh's grandma 81 81 years old young 81 years young there you go on this day 1917 the Red Sox sold Smokey Joe Wood. Oh, Smokey Joe. His yeah. arm was dead at the age of 26, so they sold him to Cleveland for $15,000. His arm dead at 26, yeah. so he had nothing left in the tank. They obviously didn't have very good scouts back then. Yeah. Or radar gun. That was 1917. <laughs> so, 
Oh, boy. Um, Let's see here. Do we even have anything else on this day? Uh, Oh, on this day, 1980, the U.S. ice hockey team clinched gold medal with a 4-2 win over Finland uh, in the Winter Olympics. It came after the 4-3 Miracle on Ice victory against the hot favorite Soviet Union. Did you watch Miracle last night? No. It was on ESPN, like ESPN 1. I did like not watch the, it. I own the movie, but I, I did not watch it. I tuned in. It's pretty good. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. That's what Al Michaels wants to know. On this day in 1982, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, scored an NHL record 78th goal of the season en route to 92. Something people don't know about me is I share a birthday with Wayne Gretzky. One of you is great. The other one's so-so. <laughs> Mediocre. On this day in 1987, L.A. Laker Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scored his 36th hundredth NBA point. 36,000th? Thousandth. I said hundredth. Thousandth. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. He's pretty good. Not too shabby. Uh, I prefer to call him Lou. Lou Alcindor. Uh, let's see. We really don't have a lot of good ones. A lot of Winter Olympics. It's a rough time of year. Uh, the Winter Olympic Games closed on this day in 2002 in what U.S. city? 2002, winter? Yep. Salt Lake City. There you go. I was right on that. You were right. J-Man. On this day in 2013, the 55th Daytona 500 saw who win. What year? 2013. Don't know. Jimmy Johnson won his second Great American Race. Danica Patrick was also the first female to start from the pole position. Former. She also finished eighth, which is the best finish by a woman at Daytona. Former terrible Dolphins uh, head coach, Jimmy Johnson. Oh, <laughs> I was so lost. Um, yeah, and that's going to do it for on the that's day. That's it, huh? Not a very fun. Man, a lot of Olympic terrible. stuff I just decided not to share. So. I'm more of a summer guy, summer Olympics. Yeah, Which me too. I think are this year, correct? Yeah, Tokyo. Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Surprised you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Where was it four years ago? Rio de Janeiro, wasn't it? That's right, because it was kind of a nightmare. Well, right now they him. got the... Uh, <laughs> Coronavirus, coronavirus in Tokyo right now, I think. Is it in? I think that's one of the spots. It's pretty much it's all every, over the place right say, now. It's, it's pretty much everywhere. I know it's in Italy big time right now. So that's the news. Not too good. Nope. Get your flu shots. I wonder I wonder if that even prevents uh, coronavirus. I'm not an expert to talk on that. Let's stick to sports, shall we? We have a couple doctor friends who probably need to, uh, need to have them on the show. <laughs> Let's get back to sports. Talk vaccinations. <laughs> This is getting way <laughs> off track here. Well, there's really only one thing going on that's worth anything right now, and that's college basketball. Yeah, pretty much. It's that time of year. It's It will be March come Sunday. Almost March. Yeah, this is a week for March. <laughs> I was trying to steal John Ross. I know you thing were, yeah. I'm glad you explained that to everybody, especially yeah. those listening. Uh, but, um, yeah, in the Big Ten, it just – I know we talk about it all the time because we cover the Big Ten heavily on this podcast, and it's just changing week to week, almost day to day. Day to day. It's unbelievable. I mean, <clears throat> you have Maryland, who has won nine in a row, lose yesterday. Mm-hmm. Penn State had won six or seven in a row. Eight. Eight in a row. Lost back-to-back games, including mm-hmm. a home game. Um, Michigan is absolutely rolling. Didn't think Rutgers was capable of losing a home game, or Purdue. And... Uh, that was their fourth home, home loss know, this year, but I'm just, third in their conference. From the past four years, well, I still I still yeah. 
don't believe it actually happened, even though I was in attendance. Uh, <laughs> and it happened. But. And yeah, teams like Michigan and Ohio State are starting to roll. Teams we yeah. kind of wrote off almost a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I think two or three weeks ago, it was when you were sick, your dad was on. Um, I think I was talking about how I did not think Michigan yes. had even a shot at making the tournament. Mm-hmm. Now they've rattled off, I think it's six in a row. Yep. And they're, I would say they're locked in at this point. I think unless they have just an epic collapse, I'm not sure what their schedule is like. And I know like two or three weeks ago we did our projections of who we thought was going to make it in the Big Ten. And I had Purdue in and Indiana out. Now I would flip those two and keep everybody else the same. I agree with you on that. I think right right now anyways, of course, next week we could be talking. Well, we sure. have yeah, yeah. six Big Ten teams in yeah. and the rest out. But uh, I would flip. Purdue and Indiana, and I would take Rutgers out. They're hanging on by a thread. It's unbelievable. Um, and they are going to be underdogs in the rest of their games. Yeah. I mean, it's just a tough schedule for them. Uh, what turned out to be a great story throughout most of the year has now turned into a oh, nightmare crap. for, for Rutgers fans because <laughs> it doesn't happen this year. It might not happen uh, next 10. And who knows? I don't yeah, think. We'll see. I mean, there's been so many upsets. It's been almost. Uh, it's it's been impossible. Saturday to night was upsets across the country. You had Baylor number one go down. They, had they won, were playing Kansas, but still they had won 23 in a row. You had Gonzaga go down. They, they had, had won 38 straight road conference games. You had uh, San Diego State lose for the first time all first year. First time all year to a mediocre, mediocre UNLV team. Maybe even bad UNLV team. Yeah, just which that's. Three top five teams right there. Yeah. So uh, it's just been impossible to predict. And Who's the best team in hoops right now? Kansas. Is it Kansas? I mean, they're up to number one I know now. they are. Um, I, but still, they're playing yeah. great basketball. Yeah. I have not watched Kansas at all this year. It's a typical Kansas team. Um, it's nothing changed. Hopefully the death penalty comes down on them next year in the offseason. The death penalty? Not death penalty, just the hammer, not the death penalty. But we'll see. Well, I mean, they could, in effect, get the death penalty like kind of Penn State did for a few years. But two. Should have been four. Is that it? Then they got out after two. <sighs> and Bill O'Brien was we've, the coach. We've been saying they're going to come down hard on Kansas for how long now? Kansas, Louisville, Carolina. Louisville did the self-imposed sanctions and took them themselves out of the they did come down hard on pittsburgh for three years football and basketball pittsburgh no one cares I mean, about that's pittsburgh. what makes you mad though why did they do that to that exactly I mean, that's and kevin stallings former purdue assistant did he play at purdue too? yeah got a three-year he, show clause which means he cannot he cheated so years. bad because he was terrible at pittsburgh i mean if you're gonna cheat if you're gonna cheat you well. might as well do it well yeah, like ask the astros the astros i was and we're not i was, I was not, gonna say i was planning not to talk let's astros. Not talk about them today <laughs> but jose altuve got booed heavily saw today. that on twitter that? Yeah. rightfully so but uh, back to the big 10 um yeah who were who were, i would say indiana was probably they were the, the winner of the conference last a week winner uh, winning the winner at, probably at Minnesota and then beating number nine Penn State. I'm not sure where Penn State fell today. I'll check. I assume they're still ranked. I would, I would, um, I would assume so. So check. two huge wins. I mean, it's a quad one, two quad one wins, quad one road and quad one home, and they needed to start stacking those. And now they have six quad one wins, which is I want to say second or third or fourth. Penn or State fell to sixteenth. They only dropped seven So you got Maryland at nine, Penn State at 16, Iowa at 18, Michigan State's back in the rankings at 24. Illinois, I think, was the second team out. Um, You could also categorize them as Michigan's at 19, and Ohio State's at 23. So Ohio State jumped a spot. Yep. After two. They were 25th. They were 25th, okay. Yep. 
after beating number nine. They, they did get beat at Iowa on mm, Thursday, that's right. so yeah, that's why. Yeah, but I'm, right. I'm surprised. That's, that's a pretty tough week, and I guess, eh, move my, rankings mean nothing. I know. But how about the Big Ten standings right now? Oh, it's clustered, isn't it? There's three teams, that, th- four, three yeah, or four teams tied yeah, for second. Maryland has a two-game cushion still at 12-4. and four. They're, They're going to win the Big Ten. They're going to win the Big Ten. They do have a tough one on Saturday this week at home against Michigan State. They haven't lost um, a home game. They're the only team in Big Ten that have but, not, but still. Yeah. Then you got Pitt, Penn State, Iowa, and Michigan State, and, and Wisconsin. Wisconsin all at 10-6. and six. Illinois is 9-6. Nine and six, Michigan's nine and seven, Rutgers nine and eight, Ohio State eight and eight, Indiana eight and eight, Minnesota seven and nine, Purdue seven and ten. Then you got Nebraska two and thirteen, and Northwestern one and fifteen. Ugh. That's scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Purdue's twelfth right now. If the Big Ten tournament started today, they're they're the twelfth seed. Say now, this is completely hypothetical because they have three games left. They they win, you know, two or three, and yeah. they might. I don't know. I'd be tough to get out of Wednesday. If they win two of three, I think they have to win at least two in the Big Ten to be sweating it out on Selection Sunday, mm-hmm. Big Ten Tournament. If they win all three, they, that might be enough to get them in, but I still think you have to win one in the Big Ten Tournament. That'd be a quad one road win at Iowa. Yeah, quad one home win against Rutgers. Wouldn't that be would not that be anymore? Quad two. They've yeah, they've fallen. And Indiana down. would be so. Two. For people that don't know the quad system, it's an it's with this whole new net rating that I think was last year the first year they did the net rankings or two years ago something like that. Yeah, but year they last year, two years ago they have these quads. So if you're at home and you play a team that's ranked in this net ranking, anywhere from one to thirty, that'd be a quad one home win. If you beat them, quad one neutral win would be any team from number one to 50 and quad one road win would be one to 75. So those are the quads. And I want to say Rutgers for the longest time was a quad okay, one. Yeah, I didn't was, it was in that top 30, yeah. but I see, I haven't seen the net rankings at all here lately. Um, but if they were to fall to even 31, that's not a quad one home win anymore. I think Illinois is 35. At least they were. I'm sure Purdue's right around that 35 spot at all uh, as well. <clears throat> so in I- Iowa, absolutely, there's no hope that wouldn't be a quad one game on the road. Indiana would be a quad two, which there would be really. Rutgers is 34th. 34th, In the okay. quad one. Or quads. Um, where is Illinois? 35th and 35th, Purdue's 36th. Purdue's 36th. <clears throat> Computers still love Purdue. Indiana is 52nd. Which they were sixty fourth at this time last week. So I mean, Notre you, Dame's fifty sixth. Two quad one wins, and you jump up, you know, twelve spots. Um, a lot of it, this net ranking has to do, of course, who you beat, but it also has way too much to do with how close the games are. Um, Illinois hasn't blown anyone out in Big Ten play. They be I, I, except Purdue, <laughs> twice, twenty six and then seventeen. But uh, their other wins, I mean, you see. Michigan, the first time, I think they beat them by eight, maybe. Second time, beat them by two. Wisconsin, one. Um, Rutgers, three. Northwestern, four. Minnesota, eight. And that was a really close one. Penn State, six. So they're not blowing eight teams out. Of course, they've only been blown out twice. Now it's at Michigan State and at Rutgers. And at Rutgers, they were playing without their best player. So this net ranking takes into account all of this effect. And uh, Purdue hasn't really been blown out too bad besides Illinois. Penn State got them, but they it made it look closer. And Michigan, same thing. 
at the end, Michigan, same thing, made it look closer. And that, I mean, it takes into account in this net rankings, which I'm not the biggest fan of that because, I mean, teams could get – I mean, Purdue's had a couple back-to-back fake rallies, you know. Yeah, sure. Um, But it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's – good luck figuring out the tiebreakers on your own. I'm not even going to attempt. No. Uh, Honestly – It'll work itself out. Of course, like yeah, it you does. you look at those four teams that are tied, and then that Illinois is just half game back, and they play tonight. So if they win, they'll be in that. They'll be tied yeah. for second with five other teams. Four other teams. Four yeah. four other teams. Yeah. Five overall. Yeah. They beat Wisconsin. Beat Penn State. Only played them once, but then got swept by Michigan State. Lost to Iowa. So how the heck do you figure that? out? I don't know. I don't know. So. It's Wisconsin is the one that's hard to figure out because they're the most least least athletic teams out of the bunch, but uh, they've been playing well lately. They have like eight quad one wins. Ever since Kobe King. Maybe, maybe he was in. Maybe. Uh, and, you know, that's my theory on DJ Carton of uh, Ohio State. They were struggling until he took a leave of absence. Hmm. You know, my this is just my philosophy. I think probably, you know, his guys were so worried about him trying to get him help Then when he took a step right. away to help his mental health issues, they're kind of like, okay, we can focus on ourselves and hmm. focus on the team now. And I think it's really helped them out. Sure. That's just my – I could be dead wrong. But. I mean, he's he's their third leading scorer, I think, and they've gotten but better since I mean, those guys, are all, they're all friends, or at least probably, presumably so, and you're worried about your teammate and your friend mm-hmm. going through stuff. You're trying to get him help. You're not focusing so much as you should on the games, and I don't know, kind of makes sense in my head. No, I think you're making perfect sense, a lot more sense than I did when I was reading the uh, – <laughs> reading Reading's the, hard. Reading the ad today. Reading's uh, hard. But no – but no, it's it was a disappointing week for me as a Purdue fan. Um, played okay at Wisconsin. I uh, got to give hats off to the Badgers. I mean, they went 19 of 20 from the charity stripe and hitting 12 in a row uh, from the four-minute mark on. I mean, that's that's a way to win games. Purdue still had two looks at a three ball that if they would have hit, would have got them up one with 16 seconds left. And then in Michigan, um, just couldn't get anything going. Couldn't get stops when they needed to. And really, if you look at all the – Stats, they were all pretty much tied except turnovers. Purdue had 12 turnovers. Michigan had three. That was kind of the difference mm-hmm. in the game. I mean, Michigan didn't shoot the ball that well. Nope. And Purdue definitely didn't shoot the ball well at all no. either. I thought Purdue should have stepped on them when they were up 7-2 to or something like that. Something like that. Had a chance to get it yeah. really going, and they kind of missed it. Because for whatever reason, this Purdue team likes to dig themselves in a hole, and then they can't get out of it. And mm-hmm. Where they've had home games against Virginia and Michigan State, where they're in Iowa. They're in up. Wisconsin. Yeah, in Wisconsin, they're up 20 at, like, the under-8 timeout in the first half, and it's just game over, essentially. But when a team hangs around there, they've had a hard time closing it out. Uh, I'm hoping they have one of those games like you were mentioning on Thursday, but it's weird. Two weeks ago after that game, Purdue fans were feeling pretty good. IU fans were not, and it switched. I mean, IU's Mm -hmm. 3-1 since that game. Purdue's 0-4. I I think IU got mad, and Purdue got complacent and and were satisfied with where they were. Sure, they've played pretty good teams since then, Penn State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and um, Michigan. But, hey, that's the Big Ten. you got to yep. come to play every night. So. you got to win your home games. Yeah, and they haven't been Which doing that. Which is weird for yeah. Purdue to lose and home games. They're struggling more at home since they have you got to go back to the 2013-2014 season, which was the last time they missed the tournament. So. Do they have as many road losses this year as they did the previous four? I don't know about that. Um, I thought you were saying – Home losses. Home losses, yes. that's what I meant. yes. Um, they have four this year, and they had four of the last past combined years. I win your home games. And they have three conference losses. Oh. 
Yeah, which that's back rare. To back. back to back right yeah. now. Hopefully they'll make a three in a row on Thursday night, but we'll see. We'll get to that prediction here in a little Coming bit. Coming into that Illinois-Purdue game, Purdue had won, what was it, like 12 straight against ranked opponents, ranked Big Ten opponents at home with an average victory of Well, in their conference, like home 16. record was going back to Ohio State game two years ago before yeah, that game. it'd probably be that then. Because they went on a feed at home last year. That's why I said I was never – Picking well, against the Boilers in the last two times, I uh, yeah. We're, we're gonna see what you picked that. this week. But anyway, uh, the Eli and I got a big win. You could also kind of categorize them as winners on Tuesday. Sure. Uh, did you w- watch any of the game? Of course, yeah, Purdue bits and pieces. On. So Fox Sports One did this all access thing, limited commercial breaks. Uh, there were only two commercials actually. One as the players were running to the locker room at halftime, and one when they were run back on the court at halftime. Um, coaches were mic'd up, had cameras on them at all time. Did a split screen sort of deal um was it better than the indiana produced by screen far better i mean you had to i didn't have to hear about bob knight which was nice um at first i was a little perturbed about it being split screen because you know how i hate to split screen most people do um, but i got used to it after a while Uh, you could barely even hear the commentators at all just because the coaches were mic'd up you could hear them throughout the game both coaches uh are prone to uh let the obscenities fly, and uh, sure. so they were, they were pretty. Most coaches are. They were pretty held back. You could tell. Actually, I read a story. They they have to agree to do this sort of all access thing back in like June or July, yeah, way in advance. Um, of course, Illinois' PR team was pretty nervous about it because they know oh, yeah, Underwood. Well, I can the only person imagine. who was most nervous about him being mic'd up was his mother. She <laughs> was petrified <laughs> about it. But went off without a hitch. Uh, Io DeSumo, after two weeks after, or just a week after, we thought his season might have been over. He missed just one missed game. one game. You know, a lot of NBA draft prospects might sit out to wait till they're 100%, but that's not in Io's DNA. He's a, he's a gamer. Uh, his knee was only at 50%. He went out there, scored 24 points on 15 shots. Yeah, he gone after this year. He's absolutely gone. And won Big Ten Player of the Week, which I think is the first time he's won it this year. Maybe ever. I don't remember him winning it last year. He might have. But anyway, a few interesting things happened during this mic'd up it was just kind of interesting to hear the coaches and officials interact, of course. Pat Chambers didn't stop complaining the whole time. He, he just whined and whined Chambers and whined and show. whined and whined, um, which that got kind of annoying, uh, which uh, Underwood usually on the officials a lot, and he wasn't as bad, probably because Illinois was winning. But uh, Kofi Coburn picked up his second foul with 16 minutes left in the first half, and Underwood was on the official pretty good. That's ticky-tack for this league. That's terrible. That's two on him now. But then it, it was the under-16 time, first TV timeout. He went to the bench and just lit into Kofi. He said, you had one foul. You can't go for the steal there. That's awful. So it was just kind of interesting to yeah. hear him just rip his player. you got to work the officials yeah, a little bit. <clears throat> have to. And then right before half, there was an interesting moment, which ended up being a huge part of the game. Uh, towards the end, but right at the end of the first half, it's a loose ball, kind of skirmish. Um, they blew the whistle, called the jump ball, but there was little extracurricular stuff, and Mike Watkins pushed um, Io DeSumo, and Watkins has a short fuse, and he's been teed up a bunch, and as Io's kind of backing away with his hands up, Underwood grabs and says, add a kid, add a kid, like we knew he could, uh, he has a short fuse, and we want to get him a tech, and so it was a jump ball, possession arrow, Illinois, but uh, And so they reviewed it and all that, the officials did. Terry Weimer, who I'm not a big fan of as oh, an yeah. official, comes over, talks to Underwood, said, okay, we got to 
F1 on 24, you get two shots and the ball. Underwood, thankfully he was on his P's and Q's, said, since it was a flagrant foul, shouldn't we retain possession and get ball right after half? And Weimer said, I don't think so because it was after the jump ball. We had already called it dead ball, but I'll go find out. Goes and finds out, comes back, said you will retain possession. That is huge because there was not or there was only two other, there were two other jump balls, and one of them was with 30 seconds left, and Illinois retained possession. It would have been Penn State's ball down two against Illinois late in the game. But anyway, I'll get to that. Uh, so he chooses Trent Frazier to go to the line, 88% free throw shooter. Underwood uh, asks him, you going to make these? Frazier, of course I'm going to make them. Goes up there, barely hits rim on both of <laughs> them, clanks them. But anyway, go to halftime. Illinois is up four. Um, they go to each locker rooms, of course, and uh, Underwood's more about X's and O's and all that. He's drawing up plays and stuff, and Chambers just lighting into his team. We're not playing with effort. We need to box out, all that sort of, sort of stuff. Doesn't say one thing about basketball, just playing hard pretty much. But anyway, nothing real overly fun happens during the whole game. Illinois retains possession. 30 seconds left because of that jump ball that they uh, would not have had had Underwood not been on his P's and Q's earlier in the uh, game retained possession up to 30 seconds left 20 seconds left in the shot clock Underwood calls his last time out to go to the huddle of course they're going to drop a play to Iowa Desumu because he's their best player and one of the best killers in the uh, in the nation if not the best in the Big Ten him or Anthony Cowan but anyway they go to Pat Chambers his huddle, Penn State he said to his team he's screaming him number 11 cannot go left force him left so the play starts, of course, to get the ball to Io. Um, and what does Penn State do? They force him left. They overplay his right hand. What does Io do? He crosses over in between his legs, goes left, throws up a little floater, hits it, puts the game on ice. Pat Chambers' reaction was classic. He, like, rolled his eyes, threw his head back, laid against the uh, scorer's table. I can't believe he just did that. Anyway, Illinois. Gets a stop, gets the ball, Trent Frazier's at the line, and uh, Pat Chambers screamed, just screaming at his team. He just screamed at his team the whole game. Said, number 11, kicked our butts the whole game. This is why we take pride in defense, all that. So it was kind of interesting to see uh, coaches interact with their players. Um, and huge win for Illinois. I didn't even say they won the game. A uh, huge win for Illinois going on the road, getting a quad one road victory. They are one of just 11 teams who have four uh, road wins against the quad one. They're the only team in the country to have four road wins against teams ranked in the top 40 in the net rankings. So They've been road warriors. As long as they uh, take care of business these next two to three games, uh, they should be in pretty good shape and will be just playing for better seating throughout the I NCAA tournament. fine anyways. If they lose out, you think they're fine? No. Nah, that might make they're worried, out. But. So... I was pretty happy with the way they played. Sure. And Io, it was actually huge. They had a whole week off. Io got to rest his knee. Says it's at 80, 85% now. So hopefully he can go off for like 40. Yep. Ten years ago today, I was in almost tears <laughs> due to a knee injury to Robbie Hummel. So I can't believe that's ten years ago. Ten years. Um, he was just putting the Purdue Sports Hall of Fame Yeah, on, he was uh, over Saturday. on Friday night. And then they got huge ovation on Saturday for it, which they is cool. Sh- I, I kind of felt bad for the other people next to him. Be, I mean, they knew they weren't going to yeah. get the ovation. Yeah. Hummel did. But uh, you should see, like, swimmers get the same type of ovation. Yeah. No Casey standing Matthews, out. she was a good diver. So. Volleyball players. Yep. There's a couple former football players, too. Yep. Yeah. So. But Hummel got the ovation. Sure. 
For all of them, really. Sure. Well, he's one of the most popular Purdue athletes of all time. Yeah. So. And he ripped them. I I watched the Good. end of uh, – they did a replay of the game on Big Ten Network. I just watched it because I heard Hummel ripped into him. He needed to. In the final two minutes, he said, this does not look like a team that's fighting and clawing for their no. postseason lives. They're just not playing Matt, hard. Matt Painter, after the game, said he was disappointed in their competitiveness. Mm-hmm. And he said – he made an interesting quote. I like our guys. I like our pieces, but I don't like how our pieces work together. Yeah, okay. But how do you – okay, Coach, but how do you get that going with three games left in the season? It's I think a little they late now. kind of are what they are, uh, you know. I don't know. We'll see Thursday night. If you can't get pumped up to play on Thursday, you shouldn't be wearing a uniform. All right. But uh, want to pick some games? Let's do it. You want, I'll, I'll bring them up on yeah, my phone. all right. Yeah. Tonight we have the Nebraska Huskers at the Illini. Line is 13 and a half point favorites, and they're going to blow them out. Um, Illinois by six. <laughs> no way. I'll be, I'll be chewing. Maybe, maybe only up six and a half. And then chewing my fingernails. Just, you were worried about the Howard game earlier this year. Hampton. Hampton, even whatever. Hampton, Howard. Or how, it was one of those. I think it was Howard. H schools. Tuesday night, Iowa at Michigan State. We take Spartans. I'm not sure when C.J. Frederick is supposed to be back. I don't back. think it matters in this one. Um, I don't either. Uh, Iowa's a far better team at home. Uh, they've been. Michigan State's lost more home games than they normally do, too, in the season, it seems like. Who have they lost to at home? Penn State. That's right. Maryland. Maryland. Forgot about that one. That might be it. But Those were just recently. They don't lose too many. Give me Michigan State, regardless. Uh, Iowa gets blitzed on the road early, except against Minnesota. I mean, they did it back-to-back games against Purdue and Indiana. But anyway, give me the Sparty. Wednesday night, huge one in uh, – what the heck is uh, Penn State's arena? Bryce Jordan Bryce Center. Jordan Center. Rutgers at Penn State. Give me Penn State. They bounce back. Both teams have lost two straight. Um, but I, I like Penn State at home. I agree. Uh, Rutgers needs this one. Um, Penn State can't afford to literally three in a row either. You get some bad mojo going. They're going to make the tournament, but yeah, you kill your seeding and yeah, it's fair. kill your chance to do something because sure. they're talented enough to make a run. This is an intriguing matchup. Maryland at Minnesota. Maryland. Coming off loss. Minnesota really needs it, but I think Minnesota's pretty much done. Give but me, a win here helps them out. Both. Give me the Gophers, and they get right kind of back into that convo. I still don't think they make the tournament. Thursday night, we have four Thursday night- nighters this uh, week. First one, Wisconsin at Michigan. Uh, really interesting game here. Uh, give me the Wolverines at home, though. I would take whoever's at home between these two teams. I agree. Give me, uh, give me the Wolves. They go by the Wolves. Wolverines. <laughs> Jeez. You're doing that thing again where you shorten all the nicknames. Uh, That's not annoying. Uh, <laughs> Indiana at Purdue. Who's against the Akers? Uh, um, I I don't feel as near as confident as I did a week ago. I wasn't even nervous about this game. But I still, I don't know. It's probably because of what I bleed, but I still think Purdue wins. Give me Purdue. You gonna hit me? <laughs> Purdue's not losing three straight home games. Uh, I only want to look at you right now. You're lucky I didn't book it. I was thinking about it earlier today. I, I thought was gonna... that was gonna be your book it, but you know, Trace Jackson Davis has got to get his. You gotta let him. You just gotta. You gotta try to contain uh, Devontae Green. 
he goes off, he can really get them going. But uh, Purdue's got to hit some shots. Hit some shots. Uh, last time they played against Indiana, they hit shots. And Indiana had zero points in transition. Don't let them get out and get running. IU's defense has been fierce. Yeah, they've been really? playing harder. They've been playing well. If Purdue doesn't good. come out and play hard Thursday, I'll be shocked. But we'll see. Illinois at Northwestern. Illinois in a close one. Give me Northwestern. Whoa. Ohio State at Nebraska. Why? Why? I just it's Northwestern's national championship. But they've been playing so badly. They've been playing so bad, but and it could just be my PTSD of Illinois years past that is doing They did this. play Illinois real tough in really Champaign early tough. this year. That's um, why I said in a close one because I agree. It's their it's Super Bowl. Crazy. It's going to be rocking for the well, however many fans are there. Now, or actually Northwestern fans, not Illinois fans. But there's a reason they're 1-15 in, in the conference or whatever it is. It's crazy to even say this about a 6-20 and 20 team, but Northwestern's as bad of a matchup as anyone. Oh, well, they're scared. They can, because yeah. they're, all five spots are big. Yeah. I mean, Illinois is a decently big team, but right now they're starting four players, six, It is interesting you bring this up, though, now, because you know you, you should be confident with the three teams you play this week and where you play them, but yet it's also – It's so nerve-wracking because if you lose – If you lose, of it, it's, it's just real bad. Detrimental. Yeah, that's so that's I, why I I'm – I'm embarrassingly so nervous <laughs> about tonight's home game against Nebraska. Uh, I mean, I should be ridiculously confident. In, and people that listen to this tomorrow are going to be like, you see, Josh had no reason to worry. If they lose, though, you, it's going to be – you might have to uh, – He already warned me if they somehow game. lose all their games this week. I'm not He's probably not going to be present on next week's <laughs> podcast. So, Ohio State at Nebraska. Give me Ohio State. I agree. Friday night, no games. They're done with those. Yeah, they've been done for a little since the Illinois Maryland one. This is a big one. Saturday, Penn State at Iowa. Give me Iowa. Give me they Nitt- play better at home. Give me a Nittany Lions. I think they get her yeah, done. You think twice they have a pretty good week this week? This week. Yeah. Michigan State at Maryland. Give me Sparty. No, I'm trending. That I'm, af- way. I'm afraid. They're gonna hit their stride like they do a lot of times. Like they late, always, it was it's just a matter of time, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Michigan State gets revenge and Maryland loses their third straight. Because I have them losing to Minnesota. They would then they would be tied with somebody probably for the conference. They have a two game lead. And you said Michigan Penn State. State. You said Penn State's winning, winning both. Twice, so that would and Michigan State there. winning. And Penn twice. State's got the tiebreaker over Michigan State because they beat them at Michigan State. Interesting. I don't know if they play again. But. Interesting. I don't. I'll go check right now. Michigan State, you say? Yeah, Michigan State and Penn State. Cause Penn State beat them at the Breslin Center earlier this year. I don't know. They do. March 3rd. Oh, that could be a big one. All four of Michigan State's remaining games are against ranked opponents. That doesn't hurt my feelings. No. I hate them. Sunday, Indiana at Illinois. Taking Illinois in this one. Give me I Illinois in a close one. I got the line I go in 3-0. I do think it's a close game. This will be the J-Man's Bucket Prediction of the Week, which is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering. For life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm, contact Travis at 219-869-4561. And also his email is travis.watchering at infb.com. You can also like him on Twitter and like his Facebook page. I think Illinois loses at least once this week. Just it's I just feel like it. It's going to happen. No, you picked them to lose once. So. I did. So uh, I'm sticking true to my word. Hope they win all three, obviously. You got your book it right last I week. I did. I feel Indiana good about beating, it. Uh, Indiana Minnesota. winning in uh, Minneapolis. Yep. Michigan at Ohio State. Good old football rivalry here. Ohio State got them in the first matchup up in Ann Arbor. I think they get them again and sweep them. I agree. 
High State's playing well. That's going to be a good game, State's though. That, that, those well. teams are similar. It's weird. They're both pretty good shooting teams, even though Michigan Pretty finesse teams. Yeah, aggressive on defense. Uh, all five guys can shoot on the court for Deep. Them. Game of the century. Northwestern at Nebraska. Give me Nebraska just because they're at home. Give me Nebraska as well. That's a terrible – oh, my gosh. How many people are going to be in attendance? Over or under 7,000. I don't know how many their gym holds. Probably a decent amount. Going over. Yeah. Probably save about. Minnesota at Wisconsin. If Minnesota can get both of these this week. Battle for the axe in football. Give me Wisconsin. Give me Wisconsin as well. You want to go do through and do some other top 25 yeah, games and even Notre the Dame week? and Butler. Tonight we got a real good matchup. Louisville at Florida State. Miss Seminoles. Give me FSU as well. Big road win at NC State over the week. Louisville just wax Carolina. Who doesn't wax Carolina nowadays? Uh, I'm just going to pick and choose a few of these. Okay. Not a whole lot of great matchups. Do you think San Diego State bounces back at home against Colorado State? Yes. Colorado State's 19-10, and 10, though. They're a little better That's than okay. UNLV. You give me San Diego State as well. Uh, this is a semi-interesting one. Texas Tech at Oklahoma. Oklahoma 16-11. and 11. Give me Oklahoma. I agree. Texas Tech's been playing pretty good, uh, pretty good basketball right now. Uh, Auburn, uh, Auburn did get a win. Uh, came back from seventeen down in the second half against Tennessee to get a win. They played Mississippi, who's bad. Give me so Auburn. Give me Auburn. I don't not like them though. I was try- I hate Bruce Pearl. I was trying to tee it I don't up. Like a lot Auburn of really te- teams in the SEC. I really don't. Yeah. And and football definitely, but in basketball, I'm starting not to like a lot of their teams. Mm-hmm. Haven't liked Kentucky in a while, ever. I don't you like probably, Auburn. You beat Tennessee in the tournament last year. Yeah, I'm just tired of playing mm-hmm. them. They're in another tournament with them in like two years. Um, but uh, yeah, LSU, not a big fan. Dirty. No. Um, don't mind their football. Florida team, doesn't bother me. They need to get winning. But anyways, yeah. another team that needs a win after losing two straight home games is Colorado. Yes, lost at home to USC and um, UCLA. UCLA who's, could play who's themselves in the tournament. No, they're rolling right now. Mick Cronin's a heck of a ball coach. He's it? got yep. They play at eleven and sixteen Cal. Oh, give me Colorado. I agree. I think they bounce back. Cal hadn't been good in a while. Friday night, Davidson at Dayton. Dayton Flyers. Davidson's 14 and 12, by the way. Let's see here. Steph Curry's not walking through those doors. No, he's not. Any good ones on Saturday? Auburn at Kentucky. Kentucky. Give me Kentucky as well. Game day is Michigan State at Maryland, by the way. It is. Some people probably thought it was Auburn, Kentucky. but Michigan State and Maryland for the second time, I believe. I believe they did game day. I could be wrong about that. That's an 8 o'clocker. San Diego State against – well, Steve Alford's team out there in Reno. Give me San Diego State. I agree. How is Steve Alford and RHS grad Corey Barnett doing? 18 and 10. Okay. A little Not better bad. than I thought Not they bad. were doing. They do have some bad losses. They lost to like a bad San Jose State team. or I think they're bad. Anyway, uh, St. Mary's at Gonzaga. This is always a fun one. Gonzaga. will get them at home. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Zags had won 38 in a row. See, teams, on the road in conference teams that are on the BYU. bubble. BYU's in. Yeah, Gonzaga and BYU are going to get in, but teams are on the bubble. they got to hope no team like St. Mary's wins that conference championship. There's always bid stealers. Conference tournament championship. And when Illinois – Didn't they have them last year? Didn't St. Mary's win that? Or was it two years ago? Won that conference tournament? It seems like they're always bubble stealing. Yeah. Popping bubbles. Duke at Virginia. It's 
far as Virginia's not Give me right. Duke in a close one. Yeah, Virginia's 19-7. They've played better than I thought they'd yeah. end up playing. Yeah. Uh, but give me Duke as well. Duke, uh, did they lose this week? Or was that two weeks ago? They lo- they did lose at NC State. Yeah, it got smacked. Coach K did a blow-by. Handshake. He is such a baby when his team <laughs> loses. And then he comes out, makes sure his camera sees him, yeah. and stops one of their best yeah. players. Oh, yeah. It's he knows how to work the system. the worst. He is the most unlike. There's a lot of unlikable basketball coaches. Don't get me wrong. Bruce Pearl being the yeah. king of unlikable. Uh, but Coach K is right there with him. Yeah. He's just, uh can't stand him. Let's see. I had a good one. Oh, here we go. Seton Hall at Marquette. Good Marquette. That's a good, good game. I'm not sure where Marquette is. Two potential is. national players of the year there in Miles Powell and uh, Marcus Howard who had 38 in a losing effort at Providence the other day. Yeah, Marquette just lost. Um, Seton Hall's a good team. Kevin Willard's built a really good Seton Hall had a good win over Butler at home last week. That's a good conference, good basketball conference. That's a coin flip. Creighton is my dark horse for the Final Four. Give me Marquette. Creighton is. Yeah. That'll do it for Saturday. Let's go Sunday. Speaking of Creighton, at the Giannis, St. John. Give me Creighton. I can't say they're my dark horse for the final four and then not back pick off. them. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati at Houston. Cincinnati 18 and 9, squarely on the bubble. Houston, Houston just 25th. lost to somebody over the weekend. It was uh, Memphis by yeah, one. Yeah, because Memphis needed a win like that. Uh, but give me Ooh. Houston. Their last. So Houston's lost. Um, that makes me feel great as I just picked them. Hold on. Houston's lost four uh, conference games this year. By a combined six points. That hurts. They lost 63-61 to Tulsa, 64-62 to Cincinnati, 73-72 SMU, 60-59. I think uh, the fighting uh, Kelvin Sampson's get this one done. I agree. They're, uh, he's pretty unlikable character. No, he's there, yeah. Um, but I think they get her done. Interesting one here, Colorado on the road again at 18-9 Stanford. Stanford, I think, was in Lenardi's like, next four outs. Give me the Cardinal. So, uh, they need a, Give me Stanford. Uh, they need a quality win. Give me the Cardinal. I think, I think they get her done. I will go uh, check out old uh, Notre Dame here real quick. I think they play. 17-10. They, they play at Boston College and at Wake Forest, I believe. You are correct. Yeah. I think they win them both. Yeah. They need to. I they, think they win them both as well. They have to win out. And I think Butler beats DePaul at home, but they did lose at DePaul. That's their so only game. The only uh, match we have, they're done until Saturday. I don't know the health status DePaul's of Kamar Baldwin. 14 and 13. Yep. If he's not that bad, it seems like he'd be able to He come did back not play the second half the other day with an ankle. DePaul did just win their second conference game. Well, good for them. Yeah. I think Butler wins this one. That's Hinkle. a bad loss. If Butler doesn't win this one at Hinkle, Bulldog fans can be real worried going into the that's postseason. A, that's a bad loss for Georgetown. Sure they is. Were right, yeah. They were kind of right there, but I don't think yep. they are anymore. Yep. Anyway, that'll do it for our picks. Yep. Fun stuff. What else we got going on in the world? Well, we were kind of talking before the podcast started. Yeah. And I want to issue you a challenge oh, when it gets warmer. No. As long a as game, we don't tape it. Yes, this is being videotaped. A game of one-on-one to 20 by twos and threes. You're on. You can pick where we play. Where would we play? We'd play at your parents' house. Probably, That's but. That's the only place I know that has a basketball. my grandparents' house. 
That's a tough. That takes all day to score. That that rim is like that. It's like halfway. And the backboard's literally as big as the state of Indiana. Because our <laughs> it is pretty big. Our good friend uh, Nathan Sewell, six yeah. foot six, used to uh, dunk on it. Dunk on it. But uh, yeah, you were talking some smack. You said uh, talking smack. Said you were talking. Shoot me out of the building. I could shoot you out of the no building. chance. Absolutely, I'd no back chance. you down. Do do a little uh, sky hook. Use my physicality to just. Render you unconscious. I'd be throwing bows, be knock you out. Because I, I do, issued do a little jab step. I issued a challenge to my dad a while back. I want to tape that one too because he, my fifty, uh, fifty-eight, soon to be fifty-nine year old dad, thinks he can beat me in one on one. I'm pretty sure I can beat him. That jump shot never leaves. He's got a great jump shot, but he can't run and jump. Scored thirteen points a game his senior year at Rochester. I don't care what he did. Without the three-point line. but Without uh, the three-point line. But he can't run in. I don't think there's a three-point line then. I don't know. See, I, I don't know. But that was like 1946, was. wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to appreciate that comment. But So, so yeah. So, we're on. So, when it gets warmer. We're going to have to do a little video of me. Going to have to do some pregame stretching so nobody pulls just, a muscle. <laughs> we're just going to have to have an ambulance right there just in case. <laughs> I might have to fake an injury. Uh. Um, yeah, like uh, Kevin James on Grown Ups. Grown Ups, yeah. yeah. So, all right, no, we're shoot on. Shoot you out of the gym. Looking forward to it. Not even close. Well, we'll see. Let's want to go right now. I mean, it's raining. It's 38. Oh, no, that sounds awful. That does not sound like a good idea. But what do you got else got you got for the on the docket? We got about a little under 15 minutes left. Spring training started. Marquee Network is up and running. Uh, I saw it. Limited programming that they've ran over and over and over again, but uh, I haven't. Has really your TV changed channels? I haven't really watched Marquee Network that wow. much. I watched Bull. You you stole my remote the other night. I did. When you I, were over here, how, had it on there. How much did we watch of it? it seemed like forever. We, it was a boring game. Maybe fifteen minutes worth. It seemed like um, a lifetime. I watched about three innings yesterday and got bored. Spring training baseball is is boring. It is pretty be boring. Honest. Uh, they did have some interesting content on it. They did like a countdown of top games ever. They did a really cool like inside info show called Cubs 162, which kind of chronicled David Ross's kind of interview process and uh, his press conference and Nico Horner's first uh, couple weeks in the big leagues and all sorts of stuff. Went to John Lester's home in the offseason. Lester and Hayward, our neighbors. Like a Cribs pe- type thing? They, it really well, wasn't. It, it was mainly just they were. he was talking about Ross oh, being his oh, boss okay. now so and they're good friends. Uh, but Hayward is neighbors with him in Atlanta, so he came over and broke the news that he got engaged. So that's what I learned about Jason Hayward. Good for him. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, good, good for old Jay Hay. But uh, – in the summer, it's probably going to be on that station quite a bit. Sure. Yeah. Do you think this breaks down the barrier for more teams to get their own network eventually? Or Right now it's just in the big, big, it's big markets. It's the huge markets. Uh, I can't imagine the small market teams yeah. doing them like Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, I just can't imagine uh, Miami. Could you see them? No. They'd, they'd have to partner. They might already partner with the Heat. And the yeah. Well, that's like the Yankees. They partner with the Nets. So the Yes yeah. Network's not. It's, it's pretty much exclusive I, to the Yankees, but say, they do cover the Nets too. Michael Grady, who used to work for 1070 The Fan in Indianapolis or 107.5 The Fan it is now, he works for the Yes Network covering the Nets. So. Yeah, which I thought that might be kind of what they do because they're going to have to fill in time on the marquee network in the off season. Right, right now there's enough going on to where you can. But they can fill in time with the off season with content from the season. 
Sure. So, uh, come up with their own original yeah. programming, but yeah, it's going to be a bunch of rerun sure. type well, of yeah, stuff. Just like uh, any network. Yeah. But uh, I'm just glad I'll be able to watch Cubs baseball because I was a little nervous about it for, uh-huh. a, couple, for a couple years now, really, because yeah. I knew it was coming. But and I, I'm not one to like change very much. So news to me. <laughs> uh, I don't have any thoughts of spring training. I literally haven't watched much or followed much, so I can't. Not a whole anything. lot's going on. Cubs have kind of taken it slow with you, Darvish and Craig Campbell. I mean, they're veterans. They don't need a big and lesser too. Um, kind of taking it slow, but uh, I'm. Starting to get a little bit of an itch for the season to yeah, start. Well, that's, uh, I'm surprised it's less this so, long for you. Less so than years past. Probably because my basketball, college basketball team is still in the hunt where yeah. they haven't been in a few years. Yeah. But, um, NFL Combine's in the good state of Indiana right. this week. That is right. It's always held in Indiana, Indianapolis. It's um, a fun event. Yeah. it's. Uh, we, w- we went down. A couple years ago. Three, that was three years ago for already. For a Saturday session with some wide receivers and quarterbacks i blew out a tire that's the only thing i remember from that one that was fun we did we missed out on a lot of the good quarterbacks like holmes watson trubisky trubisky <laughs> i don't even know who the best one was that we saw bethard see the best one there had to be one better than him but i can't think right now i can't think of one off the top of my head either that we saw kaiser he probably was the best one bethard is better than kaiser yeah. isn't he they both um, were not very good that that was the year John was it John Ross, John Ross broke in the, the broke the forty record, record and of mm-hmm. course we went to the morning session. Yep. Um, but it, it was a cool event because they do this like fan experience where you can just walk around. That was There's neat. just NFL players yeah, or walk, former players yeah. and executives and stuff walking executives around. Executives walking around. I scared the ever living crap out of uh, the <laughs> <laughs> the Dolphins owner and their uh, vice president of or their president of football operations at the time, Mike Tannenbaum. Now he's on ESPN. Now he's on ESPN spewing just not go. very smart. Fids up. I go, <laughs> I, should, I, I, I should have done the. I couldn't know. believe you went over and talked to him. To begin Fids with. up. That's what I did, and they both kind of jumped back. I, I was surprised he even went over and said something. I didn't say anything. I think I think we were just kind of crossing we paths. Yeah, and yeah. I shouldn't have said anything because at the time they were not on very good terms with me. So, or They rarely are. Yeah, now that Mike Tannenbaum's gone and Steve Ross has kind of taken his ideas out of football operations, it's gotten a little better. But anyway. The combine always is good for rumors and and stuff like that. I don't believe a word anyone says at this time of year. I read an interesting rumor today, Broncos related. Uh, Marcus Mariota to be a potential backup to Drew Locke. Be an interesting one. Be interesting. Um, yeah, they could do a lot worse do a than him, whole but hour. they have to get rid of Joe Flacco first, which is going to cost them about thirteen million dollars. Is it worth having him there, though? Ah. You're going to have to pay him to no. do nothing yeah. anyway. Yeah, I think I, I would be surprised if he's on their roster next year. The measurements and all that were today. Yep, two uh, is the foot. shortest quarterback. And Justin Herbert's the tallest. Six, Both six. of those have been rumored potential uh, picks for the Dolphins at mm-hmm. selection number five. Joe Burrow's hands measured at a real small nine inches today. And he said uh, on Twitter, he tweeted, considering retirement after I was informed <laughs> the football will be slipping out of my tiny hands. Yep. Please keep me in your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Joe Burrow's got the jokes. Yeah, he's going to be a bangle. Is, is he going to pull an Eli? I don't think you so. Think, I, man. That would be weird. This is the, this, a, this is an Ohio the, kid. 
This is the first time we've heard rumors yeah. about a potential Eli or Elway situation. Ohio kid and, um, yeah. No, I don't think he does, but. I've been we'll to see. Cincinnati many times. It's not my favorite place. I've been to that stadium can't, twice. Can't imagine uh, living in Cincinnati. No offense to anyone that lives there. Jeez, oh, man. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I have no filter. It's a Monday night. Uh, but no, the combine's good stuff. And I, you know, next week maybe I break out my first mock draft. Next I'm excited show. to hear it. So who are you going to copy and paste from? <laughs> About six different sources and then throw in a few of my own. What what I used to do when I was a kid and we first got NFL Network, I don't remember what year we got NFL Network. Oh, it was it probably was 2006 or seven, I would say. Probably earlier. You think so? I don't know. It seemed later yeah. on. I used to take – well, it's when I had a phone. I might have had a stopwatch. Like when guys are running 40s, I'd, I'd be watching them on TV, hit the button. They'd go and, and see if my time could line up with it. Uh, I wasn't very I good at it. I want to see you race Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen would blow the doors off me. <laughs> he runs like a six-something. There's no way I'd be able to run a six-something. In a suit. In a suit. I, I think that's another video we need to do with 40. No. I don't want to die, man. <laughs> it's 40 yards. I'd, I'd have to train for a 40-yard so, dash. It's a 40-yard dash where it's a one-on-one basketball game to 20. Could take a little while. Yeah, but I could just, you know, hold the ball, drain, <laughs> drain the clock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can take a bracket call timeout. Can't call timeout middle. Of- Who said there's timeouts in this one-on-one game? I'm making the Break rules. Up right the rules now. right now, huh? Okay, we're gonna have to get a referee. Evan Webb, he a good buddy. He I uh, used to ref in Maryland. So he can be the official referee. That'll work. Um, because I don't trust you. Because you'll be you'll be tripping over your feet and you're foul. <laughs> you're That's right. foul. You're right. I would. <laughs> I would Jackie Moon style. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything else to add to the combine. Um. I don't have too much to add here either, but I want to make one quick note. Purdue started their spring football practice today. Interesting Man, early. thing on their spring roster, Rondell Moore is listed as a sophomore, not a junior. So that means he must have took the medical redshirt, which isn't going to well, mean anything. But I was going to say, well, I don't know why he wouldn't have. I, he only played I, I four mean, games, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, but that was still kind of surprising. Unless somebody really? made a mistake on the roster why why wouldn't he take the medical redshirt he, if he has good years you jump anyways yeah i mean so, it really if anything if he just, doesn't have a good yeah, year but or, or, or another gets injury yeah but i, I it, there was no downside taking yeah there just wasn't a lot of talk about that happening so that's just weird yeah, why why you know, wouldn't it why i just don't get but that it was surprising i was surprised to see why that. There had been no talk of him doing that. So why, why wouldn't he? It just there wasn't talk of him doing that. <laughs> I don't know how many times I had to say that. Well, it's it's so it, it took everybody by shock. I mean, the it's not even even saying it's it's, it's not not going to matter. It's not even a medical red shirt because he didn't redshirt his freshman year, did he? Correct, he didn't. Okay, so he only he played as a sophomore. He only played four games, so he's a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, but just a sophomore though instead of redshirt. Which oh, that's oh, glitch. that's the okay. That's probably a glitch, but still. He would have to be a redshirt sophomore. He can't just be a sophomore. So next year's yeah. gonna be his third year. But uh, I it mean, was still on, weird to see that listed. Was was there anyone else that had like RS dash? Yeah. Was there? Yeah, and, and it was typo. updated because the freshmen that are in their second semester right now were listed as sophomores. Like oh. David Bell was listed as a sophomore. Well, he played all twelve games. Yeah, but that's why I'm saying whoever did it probably made a mistake because if he is a redshirt sophomore, it should have RS next to it. Yeah. I agree. But anyways, so that, that was the, my note on that. Quick golf note, World Golf Championships yesterday in Mexico saw Patrick Reed win his eighth PGA Championship. 
People were all over Reed yep, this week. Too. All over him for a few different things. Peter Costas came out, ex CBS golf analyst, saying he caught Reed cheating or proving his lie about three or four different times. And it Kapka seems like, came out against him yep, as well. And it seems like whenever controversies around Reed, he finishes off. Yeah. You can say what he wants. He is the biggest jerk in golf, but he's a heck of a golfer. He's a pretty good golfer. And, he, and uh, Bryson G. Shambo, who's also in the news this week, he blew it. He had to leave going into hole 17, three putted. No, hole 17, yeah, hole 17, three putted, and then hole 18 got a par. And uh, he was in a new Saturday for he missed a putt and he went to the bump. He hit the ball and instead of tapping it down, he literally looked like he needed a hammer. He hit, he was doing that, that hard on the green about 10 times in a row. And he was getting ripped on that because that could rip up the green. It's not very good etiquette. So those two are in the news quite a bit for the wrong reasons, it seems like. Even though I, I do like both of them, I like the way they play. I was rooting for Bryson more so than Patrick, but hey, hats off to Patrick. He is the villain or the heel in golf that we need. There, there needs to be a villain yeah. everywhere. Yeah, a guy yeah. that everybody likes to root against. Mm-hmm. Ready for some birdie bogey? Yep. Zion Williamson has scored 20-plus points in eight straight games, becoming – the uh, let me rephrase it. Zion Williamson has scored twenty plus points in eight straight games. Only one other teenager has more consecutive games with twenty plus points. Well, there's four names that come to my mind: Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Tracy McGrady. Are the four that come to my mind? Neither. None of those. None four. of those four. None of those four. Great. Do you want a hint? Yeah. This player went to college. Hmm. And this player also did it twice. He had nine, two separate times, he had nine consecutive games with 20 or more points. Because I went with all guys I thought that mm-hmm. jumped straight from high school. Yeah, that was my hint was this guy went to college. Oh, man. So somebody was really young. So it's a one and done. John Wall. No. Carmelo Anthony. He was a youngster, wasn't he? You could, ah, you good one. Could have also said Durant because he was the one and done. Uh, good one. Yeah, they're both the end. That was good. I don't know why I thought John Wall. Yeah, that was a tough question. Good question, though. Really good one. Another bogey. That's like a million in a row. At least he gave an answer, unlike me last week. Yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> missed them both by not even giving an answer. So, um, uh, stank. That's all right. So, um, but thanks, everybody, for watching on the ISC Sports Network and everybody watching on the app. If you haven't downloaded the ISC Sports Network app, it's free to download. You can also watch it on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire Stick, Chromecast. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting one. I thought I had it on this paper. Uh, and then you can also subscribe and listen to our podcast if you like listening to the podcast and you're watching this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, Stitcher, um, Google Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts, except SoundCloud, we are on all those. And if you listen on Google Podcasts, please give us a rating and review, um, preferably a five-star. That'd be great. And uh, with that said, we'll see you next Monday from the Tan and J-Man Show. Have a great week, everybody.